0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm here with a unified champion himself, Josh Taylor. We're just out in Vegas right now, enjoying the sunshine. We've been shopping today, man. You seem biggest fight of your career on this world championship. you seem very relaxed josh
0: i am andy it's uh, a i i can control the controllables which is i've trained hard i've done everything that i can do to my best in my ability so i know i'm the best prepared that i can ever be so i'm chilled out i am done everything right i've done everything brilliantly well so i'm just i uh, i'm relaxing enjoying the ride and taking it as it comes
1: have you thought much about the fight and what it means, not just for you, but obviously the folk back home in Scotland and, and in the UK in, in a wider sense, in terms of undisputed world champion? They don't come round that often, you know. We do see world champions, unified world champions, but the undisputed world champion doesn't come round that often. Do you, have you sat back and thought about what this, what you achieving a week on Saturday would mean, not just for you, but for the people back home?
0: Ah, it's. I've had a wee bit of time to think about it, you know, especially once. Once it got announced, like the fight got officially announced a year ago, sit back and go, "Oh fuck, this is fucking huge. This is massive. This is this is a colossal fight. You know, not just not just for myself, but historically for sport in Scotland and um, the his the history be made. The, the potential of this history to be made in this fight is just it's huge. You know what I mean? It's uh, the first person in Scotland to be the first four belt undisputed world champion the first person to do it, be undisputed champion since Ken Buchanan um, unbelievable, it's a huge piece of history to be made and for a sport and history and to go in the history books is, is one of the greatest fighters in, in Britain to come out of the shores, do you know what I mean it's, uh, it's, it's massive, it's absolutely huge so it gets my juices flowing and uh, I just can't wait to get in the fight there and, and, and grab the belts off him
1: You've been out in Vegas for two weeks now. Uh, you're not just here lapping up the, the sun and enjoying Vegas, man. I've seen the Instagram videos with you and Ben, even with Dan Lawrence over there, your strength and Condition coach. You, you, you've been training at the UFC Institute, top-ranked gen, gem and all this rest of it. How are you find it out here?
0: Ah, it's brilliant. You know, it's um, it's good because we've got the sun, it's feel-good factor. You know, I'm, I'm, Obviously, this is a this is the sort of taper week. I'm only out here for an hour, just chilling out, getting some sun. But it's the feel-good factor of having the sun on your back, nice and warm all the time. the The top-ranked gym's are a real fighters' gym, the historic gym as well, you know. And then you've got the the UFC the place that we've been going to. The the facilities in there, it's just uh, mm. unbelievable, second to none, you know. And so I'm getting my recovery sessions and that, and they're done as well with the ice baths and the hot baths, the cryotherapy, the infrared beds, and. You know, and doing all my SNC stuff and there, and my running and that, and there. So I'm getting, I'm getting the the best access to the best of facilities, and I, I've done everything to the best of my ability, and uh, I'm just super confident going into this fight.
1: We've spoke about this many times that in, Down at Lockend, End You used to write Josh Taylor, future world champion And you always talk You talk about a bucket list Making ticks Making new goals Ticking them off at one time Did you ever think As a young amateur Or even as a young boy Starting at boxing That you would headline In Las Vegas You spoke about the disappointment And the heartache So to speak Of not having 5,000 Scottish folk over here Supporting you And bringing the whole crowd over But I mean still Headlining in Las Vegas Did you ever think That would ever happen?
0: Truthfully Probably not Um, you know, I always dreamed of being undisputed world champion and being, you right, world champion. I always knew I would be world champion. That was my goal to become world champion. Um, and obviously, you dream of these undisputed fights and dream of being involved in these fights. But do you really think it's going to happen to you? Uh, probably not. You know, it wasn't. It didn't become a realistic goal until I started. Until the Beranec fight sort of was coming round about, I knew it was within reach. Do you know what I mean? It was a realistic goal, so um that's when I really started gearing towards it. But to be here, if you if I had been um if you'd been interviewing me now as a 23, 24 year old, I'd be saying, but do I really think I I want to do it, I would want to do it, but do I really think it was happening if you really asked mm-hmm. me, with this I wouldn't probably believe you in no?
1: Well, we're here, it's happening. Ramirez, May 22nd. Talk to talked about Ramirez, he's undefeated, he's a unified champion. Uh, like yourself. Now, a lot of people are saying that Regis Progure was your toughest fight to date, but how do you see this fight? Is Ramirez, being that he is a unified world champion, he is also undefeated like yourself, is he the toughest fight to you, uh, in your career so far?
0: I'll tell you after the fight. <laughs> uh, it's impossible to tell you that now, but uh, he's certainly he's certainly the toughest uh, opponent on paper. You know what I mean? He's a uh, he's unified world champion, 26-0. Um, I think it's what was it, 13 or 14 knockouts or something, or 16, knock, 17 knockouts I think it is, um, I'm not sure, but um, he for, for sure is certainly the toughest opponent on paper, um, he's the most uh, uh, decorated uh, opponent I've had, he's a tough fighter, he comes forward, he, he wears his opponents down, so I'm expecting a tough fight, but I just, I, I just can't see him beating me, can't see it at all. Where do you go from
1: here? I mean, I know you don't like looking past an opponent, but you're, you're, you are confident you are bringing them belts back to Scotland. You are becoming undisputed world champion. Now, do you stick around at 140? Do you go up to 147? A lot of people call that the money division underneath the heavyweights. So I mean, the worldweight division has always been that... Big payday sort of division in terms of the Terence Crawfords, their expenses, the, the Pacquiao still hanging around, Keith Thurman's are still there. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what the mean? The Potters? Division, I mean? Sean Porter's
0: division. How it was called it? The sexy division. The sexy
1: well, w- division. would you would you go and add some s- more sexiness to that division, Josh? Listen,
0: of course. If, um, that's that's the fights that are uh, you know life 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 changing money and also legacy legacy fights. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've never ever been in the sport for money. I've been in it to do achieve what I've achieved. Do you know what I mean? I've never been in it for money, but these fights are are massively changing financial fights that will be secure for the rest of my life um, and, and my family. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's another motivation as well. But um, even even non-title fights at that weight is is massive fights because of the names, the pool mm-hmm. of talent that's in that fight. And I believe that I can mix it with the best of them. So why not? But uh, having said that, I'm not in a rush. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a rush to go up there. Um, I'm making 140 quite comfortable. And uh, there's still there's still big fights at 140, but the natural progression would be, you know, obviously, I win this fight. There's no much else proven to do. You know what I mean? I've won all the belts. I've beat everybody that's in front of me. I've beat the number one challengers. I've beat the uh, world champions, ex-world champions. I've beat the next coming through pound for pound. Fight best. It's going to be. I've proven myself time and time over again. So, um, what else do I do? Setting new goals and setting new targets.
1: Two weight, two weight world champion.
0: Two weight world champion. Yeah, that would be that would be the new goal. Um, that would be the new goal. to get another belt up another way. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm going to mention it because it has been spoken about and a lot of people have talked about is you even said yourself that Crawford's struggle for a dance partner up at, up at uh, 147, pound for pound number one in some people's eyes but maybe just behind Canelo at this moment in time. I know, I know you like to test yourself against the best. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, 140, you've cleaned it up, you've done it down here. Is there probably, the, a lot of fans probably will say the Regis Progray rematch is a good fight to stick around at 140 but other than that, why would you stick around? And Crawford, is struggling for that dance but who is an elite fighter like yourself
0: obviously like you said yeah, Crawford um, struggling to get a fight at the minute if that fight came around I'd jump at the chance you know um, he was the last person to do all the belts so undisputed versus undisputed would be a, a huge fight do you know what I mean so to have that um, hanging in the balance is, is massive as well so uh, it's, it's it's a huge huge fight so I uh, just whatever comes my way Andy eh? whatever comes my way I want to
1: mention it, because like, I think, like, I know how much of a super fan you are of Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao yeah. yeah, Pacquiao was the man. He's still hovering about. He was, he was talked about him fighting Ryan Garcia uh, not so long ago and stuff like that. So he's still about there. I mean, is it is it crazy to say that maybe one day Josh Taylor versus Manny Pacquiao? I mean, you, you named your your dog Manny, who's tattooed on your leg there. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's Manny. Um, You've had t- you love Manny Pacquiao. Is crazy to say Josh Taylor versus Manny once one, 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 one yeah, time in the future? Imagine,
0: could you imagine that? Uh, my hero, my, like growing up as when I was coming through as a, a young laddie, and me sharing the ring with him in a fight, fucking mm-hmm. die right. So I mean, like a superstar legend of the sport, um, one of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. You know It's, uh, and it's not far-fetched. It's not far-fetched that it could ha- it could potentially happen, and it's mental. Mm-hmm. Um, Do I think Pacquiao will fight again? Probably not, he doesn't need to, but unless something really draws him in, do you know what I mean? Um and I think, man, that would be brilliant. That would just be amazing, eh? <laughs> <The> class.
1: it <laughs> would well, be, be a spectacle, to say the least. Now, I know you're, you're chilling, you're training later on tonight, so I do appreciate, like, five minutes of your, of your time here, Josh. Probably ten minutes, actually. Let me see the clock. Ten minutes of your time. Uh, but I want to say a quick warning on last weekend at Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, your coach, Ben, was in the corner. Um, horrific injury, but I heard that you had the fight very, very close up until that, that end of the eighth round. How did you see the fight, and was it the right decision for I Billy actually, to be called?
0: I actually had the fight level. Um, and if I was being uh, generous, uh, Billy Joe maybe up one round, but I had to fight level. Um, I thought he won the first round, and then he lost the next few, but then he started coming back into it. You know, um, I, so I, I had I had the fight level, maybe possibly. I did dead even after six, mm. and then I can't remember the last two rounds. But I had I had I think I had it level. Maybe maybe if I was being generous, to Billy Joe one up, but he was certainly in the fight. It was a it was a dead level fight I thought. Um and I think Billy Joe was starting to get into his river maybe I think the first couple of rounds he was like he looked like he was a little bit nervous and a bit tense, but he started relaxing and he started getting into his flow and started catching him with shots and letting his letting his hands go and stuff and it started warming into the fight. Um and then obviously he got caught with that shot which was which was a peach and, you know, People, uh, I seen it straight away. As soon as he, as soon as he got hit, you just seen his face change shape. And uh, we said that in the house here as well. we like that. That's he's broke his eye there. He's that's gone. And I was, we didn't think he would come back out for the for the next round. And then we seen the live replay, and obviously in slow motion, you literally seen his face change in shape straight away as soon as his punch landed. And it was a turned out to be, an, a, a horrific injury. And uh, Ben called it and properly called it for not to let him go out, he proved himself that he, he, he can mix at the top level, he's proved that he's world class and he belongs up there, mm. where he likes the Canelo's he's a, he's a brilliant, brilliant fighter and I always said that, uh, I was always getting I was getting a little bit of stick on Twitter for saying that months back months and months back that Billy Joe Saunders gives Canelo nightmares mm. and he, and he was starting to come into his fight and he was given proven to be given Canelo a bit of problems and stuff, he started getting more relaxed and stuff, so he, he, he's definitely a brilliant fighter and he he, he he gave a great account of himself, but he just got caught with a monster of a shot, um, but you got to give credit where credit credit's due because Canelo timed that shot perfectly and Joe was always going down, dipping down to his left and he, he timed him going down and cracked him in, in the face and it, it was a fight, fight-ending punch, but um, yeah, it was it was a great fight, and Billy Joe should be proud of himself.
1: Finally, Josh, because my back is on fire, I'm sweating buckets here. Fuck me, my I've got a little bit more of a Mediterranean skin than you. I mean, I've got a little bit more of that. <laughs> I, mean? I must have some sort of like Mediterranean blood in me somewhere down the line. Um, let, let me see if I can get
0: almost
1: caramel-ish check wee McGregor out there look there's wee Lee McGregor look at him he's he's basking in it he does look Mexican (laughs) (laughs)
0: Pedro sitting (laughs)
1: over there Uh, one final word have you got a final message for for Ramirez and the fans back home
0: none for Ramirez Uh, I'm not interested in what he's got to say I'd see him on May 22nd uh, and may the best man win that's it you know I hope he's prepared well and comes in good shape because I know I have and uh, may the best man win that's it um to my fans, I'm abs- I'm gutted that none of you can come over. Um none of you can come over, like you've been faithful fans to me, um to come over and support me, so I'm a bit gutted about it. Um I'd have loved nothing more for this fight to have been in normal times and uh, all the fans to come over and, you know, spend time with all the fans after the fight like like what my uh, friend Carl did, Carl Frampton did after his fight. with we all, all his fans met them in the pub after the day after the fight, and it, made, it just makes the trip so much more memorable. And it's like it would be in my way of saying thank you for all the support up until this, um, up until this point, and, and supporting me on my journey. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit gutted that none of them can be here, but um, I'm going to deliver one of the best fights in my life and bring the fight, bring, bring the belts back home. And uh, we can come back can and I do it again, come back and do it again. So to all the fans that can't be here, I just want to say thank you That for all the support up until this point. It really means a lot to me. Um, you make the experiences in these nights so much more memorable for me. And thank you for spending your hard-earned money, for coming and watch me over the years and support me and everybody that's gave me messages on my social media. I just want to say thank you to every single one of you. And, uh, I'll come back with the belts.
1: Right, George, like I say, I'm, I'm sweating buckets here. My back's on fire. I should have put a t shirt on for this interview, but uh, at least my back's getting a tan. But again, enjoy your, your training session. All know you're tapering down this week and stuff like that. We're almost here. We're almost fight night. Yeah, I'm buzzing, as you know. I'm, I'm always buzzing when it comes to uh, your fight week. So can't wait for it, champ. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day and uh,
0: I'll see you soon. Cheers, Andy. Cheers, mate.
1: Thank you, mate. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast. Sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.